Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. My name is Alexia, and I am so glad that you're here today to join me for this episode. Before we get started today, I want to read a new review for the podcast This is from Robin McDonald, and it says, a podcast that gets me. I feel like Alexia has access to my thoughts. The way she identifies the specific struggles of a work-at-home mom is spot on. Her encouragement and resources are so helpful. I highly recommend this show for any mama who wants to partner with God in their calling. Thank you so much, Robin. That is so kind and really encouraging. It's such a blessing to hear back from you guys, to hear how the show is affecting you, that it's speaking to you, that what I'm intending is coming through. And every time you leave a review, there's another mom that gets to read that and go, that's what I want. You know, I want that. So if you have not left a review yet, would you please take a few minutes and just do that on Apple podcast, go to mom with a calling the show main show page there and scroll down to the bottom And just um, leave a review. And um, that would be so amazing, not just for me. Yes, it's a blessing to me to see that. But it actually helps the show reach more people. Because with the algorithms and whatnot with Apple Podcasts, the more reviews, the more it tells them to show it to people. And other people can read it and just see for themselves that this is a show for them. So thank you so much ahead of time for doing that. And I will continue reading those on the air as they come through. All right, so today I want to talk about a topic that kind of stemmed from this revival that's happening or that has been happening that started in Ashbury, well, at Ashbury University in Kentucky. Um, If you're not here in the United States, there is this revival going on. You can look it up on online, just type in Ashbury um, University, it's A-S-H-B-U-R-Y. And um, there's, it's all over the place. Like the big medias have pick, picked it up by now. And they basically had this revival happening in at the university level. And my pastor has been talking about it because our church had this big revival in 2021. And so he is just reflecting on this because this university is not too far from where I mean, it's about three hours from where I am. And it just got me thinking as we're talking in church and just thinking about it, like what is revival. And this revival is really, let me look it up. The word revival means like, I mean, reviving, right? Bringing life back to something and revival in the Christian sense usually means like people turning back to God, people um, 
you know, like repenting of sin and just giving their all back to God again, like on fire for Jesus kind of a thing. And as he was talking and that my pastor was talking and I was doing some research, a lot of these revivals in the United States have been in at universities. And the question is like, why? Why are they at universities? Now, now churches have revivals that are like scheduled revivals to revive the, the church and stuff like that. And I'm not sure if there have been other revivals. I know there have been like the great awakenings and things that weren't necessarily universities, but these revivals like spontaneous happening like this, usually at universities. And the question was why? And I got to thinking about that. And I was like, I think it's because when you're in college, you are really open to what God is doing in your life. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but you know, thinking about what revival really means and that it's like this, it it impacts them for the rest of their lives. Like there are people from the 1970s Jesus movement, which had, I think Ashbury was involved in that revival and that movement as well. And now they say, I mean, I haven't researched it today, but the, um, that the revival has spread to other universities as well. And I just got to thinking about what this looks like. And I couldn't help but think this is, I feel like this is happening to moms. It, it just looks different. But I just, I took um, a program back in the fall that was full of women who were doing podcasts and online business. And no matter what our different topics were about, whether it was health, whether it was homeschooling, whether it was business or, or whatever, everybody's heart at the core of it all was turn back to God, lean on him, know your identity in Christ, read scripture, have this biblical mindset. And I just was take, I I just noticed that because I think that this is happening to women. And if we think about what this looks like, like if revival means turning our hearts back to him and really prioritizing God and being hungry for him again, and I don't know, like just that life and that view I feel like it's happening to women all over the place. Like I see it and I've said this before. I feel like God's kind of calling forth women because all of you listening, if you have a business that does something like that, and maybe you're the same, maybe you're thinking that even if you do decluttering, there's still a part of it that's, you know, somehow faith-based that when you are part of that movement, just think about how God is working in you and through you and what that's doing and that, that God is calling us to him and I said this before, I think, but I just think it's so amazing that we are here in a day and time when we have the internet. This podcast has reached at least 65 countries, if not more, I haven't checked recently, but that's amazing to me not to boast about it, but to say it like the technology we have today, like if it was any other time, like if it was 50 years ago, it it wouldn't have happened that way. Or if I was born a hundred years ago, like it wouldn't have been an option. And so the same for you though, right? So it's just, well, I say it wouldn't have been an option, but also I get to stay home. So like in the sixties and maybe, you know, through the eighties before the internet, women, if they went to work, they had to leave the home a lot of times. I mean, there are ways to work from home even then, like, you know, I'm sure some of your moms did like Avon or Pampered Chef or something like that. And I'm not saying those aren't, aren't good, but they were hard to kind of get into. But anyway, With the internet, we have the ability to stay home and do these things. So I just think it's amazing what God is doing. And that 
I just feel that God is calling women back to him, um, to see him in all that they do to follow him, to have this yearning to know him and be used by him. I know that you all can feel this. Like you don't have to do a business. You don't have to do it this way. You are listening to this podcast because there's something in you that's saying, I want to do this the right way. I want to go where God is leading, but I don't know how, or I at minimum, I want to keep my focus on him because it's so easy to go astray. I've been there, done that, and I don't want to do it again. And when God moves, big things happen. The impact, I mean, just think about the impact of moms being revived spiritually and on fire for Jesus is huge. And I know not everybody who listens is a mom. So still, I mean, if you're a wife, if you're a person on the planet, (laughs) if you are revived spiritually for Jesus, it is huge. But as we seek God and, and you grow this business for him, That is an act of worship. Worship is to serve or to work for. And then that is going to also lead to seeing lives changed in in his name. So you will build wealth, but not because you're seeking it, but because you're willing to receive it as God gives it to do the work that he wants you to do, to give as he wants you to give, to impact the people around you and your community and your family all in his name. The revival of your heart will have a lasting impact on your family. The impact of you turning to God will be in their minds forever. But we must remember, revival happens when God moves and the Holy Spirit is working. Like we can't make it happen, but we have to have willing hearts. So that's what I want to talk about today. Um, That how do we get our ourselves to have this willing heart to have this revival to experience what God is doing. And so again, like thinking about why students, classically, these revivals happened at universities, like I was saying, and the question is why? And I think it's for a few reasons. One, I think they have time. Students aren't like they're busy with classes, but they're not really busy. I don't know about you guys, but when I was in college, yes, I had classes. There was tons of downtime. And at a lot of these universities, like part of your study is reading the Bible. Like you're it's a they're at Christian universities. Um, And classically, a lot of these places like Harvard, Yale. mm, I don't know if Yale's on the list, but at least Harvard. um, They had more of that like the the Christian aspect to their studies. And so it's part of their daily. And um, I know for me in college, it was part of ours. I went to a Christian college. So that's one time. Number two, they're not burdened by the worries of the world yet. They are literally just there, <laughs> you know, not, not, not scared. Um, they are like, you know, we say we're a broke college student, but you kind of expect that. And so it's okay. You're not worried about making money. You're not even trying to make money when you're in college. You are literally just engrossed in learning, growing and being like preparing yourself for that next phase of your life. And then number three, and this is the big one that I think that we need to really pay attention to. Of course, these are my ideas that um, they have an open heart for what God will and can do in their lives. I mean, this is how I was in college, right? And I, and I imagine that you, some of you might have been the same way. So when we start college, we, I mean, I was on, I was like on fire for Jesus, as we say, like, you know, I was so excited, so ready to see like, what is God going to do with my life? And I was just so, 
um, sort of had this heart of anticipation. And I think, I mean, everybody around me did. We all operated and it's like a collective unit to people encouraging each other. And um, I didn't really think about this before when I wrote, when I thought about these ideas and wrote down my notes, but I think that's another part of it is that they're a community. They're they're in, they're lifting each other up very similar to the early church where they are constantly coming together, praising God together, talking about things about God together. And they're all in the same, like, what's God going to do in our lives? What's God going to do in your life? Wow, you've been called to this. That's so amazing. And like, you're just watching each other develop and see what God is doing. And I think it, it has with it this open heart for saying, God, what are you going to do with my life? My life is before me. Like I have no idea what's in front of me, but it's this feeling of excitement about it and not knowing what's going to happen and being 100% okay with that. Because you are like, that's a stage of our lives where we expect that emotion. And every little thing that happens, we like, if we feel like God is leading us this way, we just go because that we're in that heart space of thinking, where is he calling me? And we're very receptive to hearing it and moving and testing it. But I think this is why we get stuck as women who are in our, you know, at least in our thirties and things trying to leave our careers is that when we were 18 and we didn't have families and responsibilities, that whole feeling was exciting. We welcome whatever God is going to do in us and through that, through us. And we're eager for it. We're looking for it. We, when we sense him leading us to do something, we just move with this eager anticipation of like, this could be it. This is what God's doing in my life. I'm so excited. And it may, we may fall flat on our face. Like I say, we've, that's not fair. <laughs> we may go a path and it'd be wrong. We may do something and look like an idiot because we did, you know, we got up and gave some speech or something and it wasn't really what we were supposed to be doing. Like we're all, you know, we're young, but still like we're trying and failure at that level is sort of um, like as long as you're moving along, but if you might fail along the way, as in choose the wrong thing. Like for me, I started out college thinking I was going to major in biology to go in to be a medical doctor then I quickly realized I don't actually like taking care of sick, pe- sick people and blood and guts and whatever. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then I went a different way. I tried to major in psychology, which I mean, I do love psychology. That's why I'm doing mindset stuff now. But that was not a good fit. I tried to major in Spanish. I tried to ma- different things. And I landed back on biology, but not for the same reason. I wanted to go be a scientist because I like to ask questions and find answers but all that it might look to others like like changing majors is like, what are you doing? But not really. You know you have time to kind of figure it out. There's like the two years of the core curriculum, and then you can go and get your specific concentration, you know, classes, higher level classes. And so there's sort of like this understood that you're going to kind of fumble, and it's okay, and you need to go this way and that way, and hopefully you figure it out in time. <laughs> and then at some point you do need to decide. But it's just the... I don't know, having to get it perfectly right at that part at that point in your life just isn't as as important. It's it wasn't for me anyway. But once we graduate and get into life, we get in that rut of the path we're on. We climb the ladder, check the boxes, we're being all responsible and such. Then we find ourselves right back at that same place we were when we were starting college, that same feeling of I need like a new area, a new um, transition in my life, a new career, except this time we are not 
welcoming that feeling. (laughs) It's scary. You've got family and bills and the same excitement that you had at 18 for that is now met with unease. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Because that's what I feel like if it's the same kind of experience, but we're going, no, 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 no. Like I thought I already did that and everything is in order and everything I'm doing the path and I'm, I'm doing the things and I'm checking the boxes and like now it's being thrown up in the air and we don't know how to handle that. I know that was me. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I do what I do because I know how hard that is. And it's because the world encourages and teaches us to be so excited about it when we're 18. You don't know what you're doing with your life. Oh, you've got time. It's fine. Everyone is excited to see what you're going to be when you grow up, what your life, what you end up doing with your life, what great things are going to happen. But when you're 30 and you up and change, the world is going, hey, are you going to get your life together? What are you doing? You're being irresponsible. All of those things. And whether we realize it or not, we have those same thoughts. It feels uneasy to step out into the unknown like that to not know where God is leading us. And this is why we get so fixated, I believe, on knowing the exact path that will lead to success, the success that we've been so accustomed to pursuing, that we are so used to this perfectly linear, like trajectory, that when we come over here into like, you know, God's asking you to change, it it feels uncomfortable. But when God is asking you to leave your job and do something different, You have to let go of this worldly view of what should be, what's important, and how your life needs to look. Just like when you were in college at the beginning of that next season in your life, like it's just sort of an understood milestone transition type time that you should be, you know, in the same way this is happening, but it doesn't happen to everybody. But if but it's happening, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but there are so many women this is happening to. They are in their career. Then we have the great resignation, you know, and I don't know that God was doing all of that in people's hearts, but still like it's happening to people where they're going, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. I feel like I'm supposed to be with my kids or I feel like I'm supposed to start a business or I feel like I need to change careers entirely. And it's the same thing. It's just, it's not for everybody, but it is happening to a lot of people. So in the same way, like when you were going into college, you should be looking to God for what's next in this season as well. With excitement, open your hearts to him, eager to see where he's leading you. What if as grown women, as moms, we could trust him, seek him and eagerly follow him wherever he leads? What would it look like to explore whatever direction he gives us with excitement instead of trepidation and fear? This is how we can be open to having God work in our hearts in a powerful way. It doesn't mean that we can force it to happen, though, right? But when we are receptive to what he's doing, then when the spirit comes along, we'll be ready and willing to let him do his work. It's through this kind of revival of your heart where spending time in the presence of God and experience him, experiencing him work in you and through you. That is going to open you up to the amazing opportunity of experiencing the presence of God working powerfully in your life. And that'll have a far reaching impact like beyond you. And I didn't write this in my notes, but I want to say it in the Facebook group today. um, 
I did a, a little short live where I talked about the the revival and how the president of the college basically is shutting it down. And I'm not saying he's doing something wrong. It just, uh, it just bothered me the way it was written. It was basically like, hey, enough of that. I mean, he didn't say that, but it was like, we've got to get back to our academics. They've got midterms next week. These are students. And that is all true. But I just thought, man, this is the perfect example of worldly versus kingdom, flesh versus spirit, that nothing matters. Like midterms and academics don't matter. What matters is God being in his presence. And I get it. They do have to do college and all that. And hopefully it'll get moved to some other location because I don't know that it matters about that particular building, you know. But in that way, it's like whenever we open our hearts like that to God and we are seeking him, with everything we do as moms, as like, as we're doing our business, that the reason we're doing our business is not so that we can make money. We want to make money. Yes. And we want to get paid to do it. And we're hoping that, you know, God is like, how do I say that? God is going to provide for us by doing his work. But our sole reason for doing it is not just to make money. It's not just to have followers and numbers and blah, blah, blah. It's because God is asking us, we're going to be obedient and we're going to see what God's going to do. But if he asked you to lay this down, and this is not what you're supposed to be doing, that you would be so, um, like you would rather obey than have a business. Does that make sense? That that's where your heart really would be. And I think that's where our heart needs to be to have God actually work through us in our businesses so that we care more about obedience than about success. But in doing so, we will actually have success. You know how Jesus says that to be first, you need to be last to be the top. You need to be the servant because it's the servant that gets exalted, but it's the one who doesn't want to actually be at the top, which is the perfect person to be at the top because the person who wants to be at the top and to be in charge and have all the things, they're more susceptible to, to sin. I mean, to, to it getting twisted to Satan's ways of twisting that um, power out of, out of order. And that's just not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is that the, we, he serves. I mean, like Jesus said, he came to earth to serve and not be served. And that is so beyond us a lot of times to think that way, but that's what he did, the God of all things. And so we have to be willing to truly like obedience first over everything. So I just want to say that there are some of you that are going to listen to this and have some great insight and breakthroughs just from this podcast episode. And that is awesome. I pray that happens. But I also want to acknowledge that if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds great and all, but you know, it's normal to know these things, to hear them and know them logically, but to do them to really believe them. It's two different things. And it's just normal. It's human nature. And that's where the mindset works comes in. That's where the, the intentional effort comes in to get rid of the ingrained thinking that's in there. Because there's a lot of it that you have to undo and let go of to fully be able to shift your thinking like this. You have to identify it and be able to let go of it. So sometimes that deep thinking has a hold on us. Like we don't even know it's there. Or um, you might know what it is, but 
it's like you just can't understand how to let go of it. So if you find yourself in that position where you're needing help identifying what it is that you can't let go of, or you just can't figure out how to let go of it, or maybe you just want to simply have another person process this with you as you're working through this, um, I'd like to remind you that I do offer these one-on-one biblical mindset coaching sessions, and I would love to coach you through that. Um, so to learn more and book a call, go to momwithacall.com slash coaching. So this is my prayer for each and every one of you today that you will be inspired by this, encouraged and moved by this, and that you're inspired to do some deep self-reflection this week and see if your heart is really ready and able to experience God. I just thought there was a lesson as I was watching this whole revival thing kind of unfold that I just thought was important for us as well, that we too can experience a type of revival in the moms. I mean, I feel like it's happening. And in the online business space in particular, I think it's awesome and amazing. And I'm here for it. And I think you guys are here for it. And so um, I just felt led to share that message. And so I hope it inspires you and speaks to you today. All right. And until next time, I pray that you will boldly and confidently keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.